This is Season 1, Episode 5 of the Steady Trade Podcast. Today we're talking about the importance of creating a trading plan and sticking to it. And of course, we're still giving away a TV and a laptop computer and a bunch of other stuff. It could be yours. Take a listen. So there I was, with absolutely no clue how I got there. But there was no denying it. I was there, standing in the middle of a jungle. A big, green, humid jungle. And right next to me, in that there jungle, was my annoying, childish co-host, Stephen Johnson. It's the Steady Trade Podcast. Stephen was joking around, of course. Kicking things he shouldn't have been kicking, throwing things he shouldn't have been throwing, and then he cupped his hands and raised them to his mouth and made the weirdest call I've ever heard. And then, as if on cue, a huge, ginormous lion swung in on a vine. Because you know, apparently that's how lions move around in the jungle. Typically, there aren't lions in the jungle, by the way. But anyway, but, go ahead. I mean, in Stephen's jungle, there's lions. There's like <laughs> loads of lions. Okay. Don't ask me what he was doing there or how he gripped the mind. Just go with it. But he was a big lion, a scary lion, a big, scary lion with big, sharp, scary lion teeth. And he roared, and Stephen started to cry. But not me. I was prepared. This wasn't my first encounter with a lion, and it certainly won't be my last. I knew exactly where to go and where not to go, exactly what to do and what not to do. I had experience, and I had turned that experience into a plan, and I acted immediately on that plan and got out of harm's way. But Stephen didn't. Because Stephen didn't believe in plans. Planning's a bit of a waste of time. Stephen simply hoped and wished that he would be okay. If the universe thinks I deserve it. Because the universe, you know. And because he had just read the secret. If you believe enough, it's going to come true. And that's why I'm here today. That's why I'm the one telling you why it's so important to have a plan. Farewell, Stephen. We hardly knew you. This is the Steady Trade Podcast, powered by Socks to Trade, with Swift on his feet, lion-proof Stephen Johnson... And the old boring planning guy, Tim Bowen. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to episode five of the Steady Trade Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to go over, you know, one of basically probably my favorite things, uh, facets of trading that I think is also one of the most overlooked facets of trading. I mean, everybody knows hot stocks, everybody knows picks, everybody knows charts, everybody knows news, all these other things we've talked about in the past. But where does a, where does a plan come in? So often in trading, it's just, it's, it's hold and hope is, is, is your only strategy. And we've said it a million times, but 90% of day traders fail. And I think where you can pick up a basic knowledge of trading through books, through this podcast, through YouTube videos, through a million different sources. If you don't have a plan, you're not making a trade. You're just making a gamble. You're, you're literally going to the casino, betting on black, and hoping something good comes because you're operating on a pick. You're operating on maybe the biggest gainer of the day. You're just buying or you see some news or some world event, and you think that you can either buy or short that stock, and, and you actually expect it to work. 
And the dilemma is that does work sometimes. I mean, you can just, and I've, I've heard it a million times. From you tr- well, yes. Um, I just want to, I mean, I, I, I didn't really know what this episode was going to be about. I just saw the outline and it was like, how to create a plan. And I, I was kind of like, I'll, I'll stick around because I want to be on every episode of the show. And, and I think it's cool that you have us, but I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't really get it because I think the, for me, I think, I think planning's a bit of a waste of time. I mean, like, I know you, you'll probably throw some maximum of, of failing to plan is planning to fail and, and stuff like that. Dang, but, you, you stole my favorite quote, but, um, I mean, I kind of disagree. I, I think you don't need a plan. I think, uh, I think you can just, I think you can just go for it and, uh, and, and shoot for the stars. And if you believe enough, then it's going to come true. Well, I mean, that is a strategy. You could call that a strategy though. I think that that is probably the worst strategy any trader has ever employed. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a strategy. I would say it's more of a gut feeling. I mean, I, I think if you, if you reach down and, and you just reach that inner belief, I mean, I've, I've been in a Buddhism a little bit and I really believe if you touch that inner point of consciousness, you will find that, you will find that gut feeling and, and you'll twist it, you'll turn it, you'll move it around a little bit and you'll just come out without winning trades. See, see, to me, I, I like the Buddhism reference, but I was kind of thinking a little more about the secret. Do you remember, do you remember the secret? Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, I'm I'm a I'm an advocate of the secret as well. I think if you just if you just see something, but you know, think though, if if you see something and you've seen it before, and you just think, do you know what it is? This is going to go to ten, and I'm going to just hold it until it goes to ten. Do you not think that that that's a, a good strategy? No. Now, what I will say is there is nothing wrong with using your chart, your chart, using specifically the stock chart, if the stock has gone from $1 to $10 in the past, then you can actually write a trade plan off of it. But, but hoping it gets there, I, you're going to have to have a lot of hope. I don't think you have that much hope. But Tim, Tim, let's, let's go back. Let's, let's go back to primitive times. Let's go back to say we're two men in the jungle, okay? And we've got nothing on. We've got something on, but we're two men in the jungle, okay? Got it, okay. This is a tough visual for me, but I'll, I'll, go, th- I'll go down this okay. road with you. There's a lion approaches in the jungle, okay? And you're thinking... Typically, there aren't lions in the jungle, by the way. But anyway, but, go ahead. I mean, in, in this jungle, in Steven's jungle, there's lions. There's like <laughs> loads of lions, okay? But there's a lion, and you're thinking, shit, this is a lion in front of me. It's a lion. And it, it's got the big, bushy hair. It's got the strong legs. And it's, it's like, it's roaring. It's like, roar, do you know what I mean? But it's 10 times more powerful than that. You will rely on your gut instinct to think, how do I survive? And I just want to apply that maxim to trading. I want to think, I am in the jungle and I need to survive. So I'm, I'm waiting for my survival skills to kick in and for me to, to make that million bucks. I'm a well, see, for me, day. in that situation, see, so this is where I would dovetail and bring that back around to actually making a trade plan. So here's how I would an- analyze the situation. But I would look no at the line. There's no plan with the line. There's no plan with the line. You can't no, plan. there is. There is. Actually, I do have a plan. So, so I okay. would look at the lion. And the I eyes. Would tr- I, I would triangulate my position between me, the lion, and you. And then I would, you know, my plan, my execution of this plan would be to shove you to the ground and run away. 
but, thereby but be, maximizing my potential for survival. But you, you would be, you would be thinking about how to formulate the plan, and I would be running away already. And, it's, well, and you could apply this to saying, <laughs> you could apply this to saying you're formulating a plan for DIYs spiking. I'm already in it, baby. I'm already in it. I'm already taking profits. You're figuring out in your head, hmm, what's the best way to do this? Like, like the old guy writing down the plan in the paper, and I'm just writing the storm, baby. I'm and that's actually that's actually ironic you went that way because that's that's where I was kind of headed with this is is the fact that I see many many traders that just see a stock moving and they do exactly that. DRYS is a perfect example. If you would have just jumped into that uh uh you know back last fall, you could have had huge gains. I mean that stock went from a couple dollars to I think $120 at its peak. You could have made made money doing that but that is not a repeatable strategy i mean I'm, i mean i disagree but let's say you're we're in the jungle you're looking the lion in the eyes he's growling how do you create a plan i mean let's not talk about me how do you create a trade plan in the but i'm i'm looking you in the eyes like a mother mother lion <laughs> uh you know well well the first thing i would do is you know in in specific to a trade plan is is and i'll try and equate this to the lion story is i am going to focus on my risk first okay so what is the worst possible thing that can happen i think that is w- w- so often overlooked in trading everybody sees the dollar signs, everybody sees the stacks of cash and the Rolexes and everything else and the dream of what can happen if you're right, if you're right, but so few focus on what could happen if the trade doesn't work. But you've got to, you've got to buy the ticket to win the lottery, Tim. I agree. I agree. You don't make a plan to win the lottery. You buy a ticket to win the lottery. But this isn't the lottery. Okay. That is again a fallacy. And that is why so many traders fail is they look at the markets as a lottery. And this is not gambling. We are taking controlled risks. We are taking risks. Okay. Money can be lost. And that's why I think it's a failed analogy because people think of losing money in poker or losing money on a, a roulette table. Okay. You can gain money. You can lose money. Gambling's just trading and gambling are just almost the same thing. They're not. We're taking controlled risk and educated risks. But I mean, even I mean, even if I was going to to create this plan, this this boring plan, how how would I start? How would I create a plan? Well, what I always start with is again the chart. So I'm going to bring up the stock chart, and I and if this stock is spiking, I'm going to look for logical areas on the chart to set my risk. So let's use an example of a stock that is that was trading at a dollar for say weeks. The stock has been sideways at a dollar. I come in in the morning, like we've talked about in other episodes, I'm looking at the big big gainers. I want to see a stock that's up big on the day. So say the stock's at $1.20 or $1.25. That puts it up 20 to 25%. Stock's already up. It has volume. Ideally, it has news, just like we talked about. So the first thing I do is I think about what is the worst thing that happened? Where is my stop loss? Where will I exit this trade if the news or the volume or the price doesn't react? That's where the chart comes in. Remember I said the stock had been basing at a dollar for several weeks. The stock's at a buck 20, buck 25 right now. 
That's my stop loss. Step one, where do you stop out if the stock doesn't work? Use the chart. I'm going to target that $1 area. Okay. So you're kind of thinking before anything, before you think of, because what I like to do is just think, I don't like to think about what I'm going to lose. I like to think about what I'm going to win. Because if I think enough about what I'm going to win, hopefully it'll happen. You know what I mean? Like if the universe thinks I deserve it, the world will serve it. I mean, this is what I like to live by. But what you're trying to say is you think of the worst thing first, but you're not thinking that's kind of negative energy. Like you're thinking, oh, this is going to, this bad thing's going to happen. This bad thing's going to happen. This bad thing's going to happen. And then it does happen. So, I mean, do you not feel like, I mean, because for me, I like to just shoot for the moon. But for what you're saying is, you're saying you like to think about what you're going to lose before you think what you're going to win. But for me, that just adds some negative energy to it. Do you not think? Well, I, I guess, I guess, again, if you're trying to tap into the universal energy, you might be right. But what I target and my goal in, in trading is I am looking for consistent profits and a repeatable system. That is the kind of thing that can allow me, you know, the number one goal is to be a consistently profitable trader. I want to be trading five years, 10 years, 20 years from now. And if I have undefined risk, so if I take your, your secret methodology, I buy and I hold and I hope, odds are I'll win here and there. But over time, I, my losses will exceed my gains. I will get frustrated with trading. I will say this doesn't work and I will give up and I will move on. And that's exactly the kind of negative energy I want to avoid in your, in your uh, analogy by setting my risk first. Because now... I'm not trapped in a trade. I'm sure all of us that have been interested in trading have had uh, a bag holder. It's, you know, it's referred to where yeah. we bought this stock. It didn't work. We overstayed. Now six months, we're still in the stock and we're down. I mean, I mean it, for me, it just sounds that you, I mean, you don't believe in the power of the universe. I mean, do you, do you believe in the power of the universe? I believe there are powers at work in the universe, but I do not believe they will help your trading at all. Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm not a profitable trader as of now. So sometimes I feel like I'm, sometimes, although I don't like to, I, I kind of want to give you the benefit of the doubt sometimes. So, I mean, let's, let's, for example, say that the universe doesn't have the powers that I think it has. And we're not in the jungle with a lion. And you, you've looked at the top of sand gainers. And then what you're saying is you want to look at a recent line of consolidation. Correct. And you want to say, I'm going to base my risk off that consolidation. And if it cuts through, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to cut it? Yes. Yep. Yep. So that's why I always establish my stop loss first. And that's why I always recommend everybody does that. Because the only thing you can control in trading is how much you lose. Okay. Now, I know you're going to come back with the negative energy approach again. But you can, you can plan for, hope for even, gains. But the only thing that is in your in your control is controlling your losses because ultimately the number one goal of any trader is staying in the game and you can make, you can take small loss after small loss that keeps you in the game. And then ideally with a proper trade plan, your gains will exceed your losses. Now the, the funny thing, especially with my trading, what I've found is over my journey, Every single trade I would be in, I would just lose. And I'm not sure why that would be, but it just, it just happened. The minute I was in a trade, I would, it would go against me. And I think the likelihood is because I was just chasing spikes. And then over time, I, got a bit, I realized, don't get in here, get in here, get in a bit earlier, get in a bit. So my entries got a bit better, 
uh, and a bit better and a bit better. And I thought, chase it a bit less, chase it a bit less, um, buy it a bit before the move happens. And then now I've started not losing. I can, I can be profitable in trades, but I'm only making $5, $4, $6. And then when I lose, I'll lose like $20. But more often than not, I am taking profit, but I'm still refining where I'm getting in in the move. I'm thinking, ah, you could have gotten a bit earlier on that short. Uh, you, were, well, you were a bit early on that short. You should have got in later. And that's that's second part. So number one, we define our loss first. Then number two, we take we we plan our entry. Okay, and that was a perfect uh, segue to what step two is. You you were struggling because you were impulsive on your entries. You were chasing whether it be long or short. You would you would see the stock. You would see it accelerating, going higher. You would get. You would get the adrenaline going. You would jump in just like when you were running away from the lion. You would jump into that stock and it would immediately go against you. You'd get frustrated. You would stop out, which is a good thing. Stick to your stop. But what you were lacking was to take a few moments, look at the chart and say, what is a good entry? Where do I want to, you know, do I want, sometimes chasing is okay. Sometimes chasing is work. But normally, on a momentum stock, especially early in the day in our, in our analogy we're, we're using or our, our, our hypothetical trade we're using right now, you're going to look to enter at pullbacks. So you don't want to chase. So if the stock is now, back to my example, now we've started the trading day, it's at $1.30, it's $1.40, maybe it was consolidating all pre-market at that 125 level. So now you take a moment and you say, listen... I will trade this stock if it pulls back to 125. I'm not going to chase at 130, 140, 150. And if I miss this trade, I miss the trade. Yeah, I mean, what I would probably say if I was going to say anything about this, this, this planning, this planning nonsense, which is kind of less nonsense. It's kind of less nonsense as you explain it. It's kind of less nonsense. Maybe, maybe, maybe it isn't all the power of the universe. I'll, am, I'll give am, you that. am I chip? Am I chipping away at your faith, <laughs> your faith in the secret? I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I believe that. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to give it up yet. I'm not giving it up yet. That if you believe with your innermost, deepest belief, it will come. It will come. It will come some of the time. But, <laughs> but some. The point that I want to make is. Uh, and I learned this in Italy when I was in Positano on a market mastery. And it was that um, sometimes, and there's all different situations. So like, I'm not talking about a squeeze. I'm talking about just say it's a, there's, there's news on a stock um, and it's, it's pushed. It's, it's, it's broke out. Okay. You, for me, you don't want to, I mean, you might, you might buy it on the breakout level. You might plan as I'm going to buy it on the breakout level if it comes back down, because then you've got that really nice risk point off that, breakout level and that's a nice point but sometimes when a stock pushes up and then it comes back down and it retests its pre-market highs sometimes your plan can be to do the opposite of what everyone else is planning to do because 90 percent of traders lose so having the opposite plan to everyone else is probably the best plan you can have so you buy when everyone's selling when it looks like it's panicking but somehow it always manages to get supported at the pre-market levels or at the low of day levels if it's on good news, if the long-term charts and good, uh, in good, grrr, what's the word? Roar, I can't get it out of me. Roar, what's the word? If it's in good tax, 
Well, I tell you what I like that you just said there in that in that rant is I think you used the word plan like six or eight times. I don't think I did. I don't think I yeah. used the word plan. I, I'm pretty sure I heard you said your plan <laughs> could be doing the opposite. I, I said plan, tra- not a plan. I think your argument just completely <laughs> fell apart right there. So I, I said plan to to do what everyone else is planning to do. Do the opposite of the plan. I'm, I said do the plan. opposite of the plan. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's kind of a plan, but it's it's the opposite way around. It's a null. It's a null. No, and, and, and that's you know, and I think that's that's truly you know the ultimate thing is, and I say you you hear me say this in stocks to trade pro all the time is is you know I have you know I will never well maybe not never but very very seldom do I shoot down any trade plan you know there it's kind of like there's you know you, people will say well there's no such thing as a bad question you I don't think there's a people. You What's say that? this to people, and you say this to people in stocks trade pro. You say there's no such. I'd like to say nulp because nulp is the the palindrome of plan, kind of. <laughs> so I'm going to use the word nulp from now on. But you say there's no such thing as a bad nulp yep. in stocks trade. Uh, you say there's no such thing as a bad plan, but surely there are some terrible plans coming from beginner users. Well, yes, of course, you know. But but I think that. You know, especially if you're a new trader, you you got to make mistakes. I mean, that's part of the reason we're here with the Steady Trade Podcast is to, you know, hopefully help new traders over some of those tripping points. But it's it's no different than learning anything else. I mean, if you're if you're learning to ride a bike, you you, you got to skin a few knees, you got to crash a few times, and and sure they're gonna make bad plans. But but the more uh you know the more you execute this product product uh, process. I talk about the the OODA loop, the uh, uh, Boyd fighter pilot. We've talked about it before, but you know, you observe, you orientate, you know, you then decide what you're going to do, and then you act on that. So O O D A. And the more times, obviously, as a fighter pilot, it's not like the first time you go up in a jet, you're going to shoot down all the bad guys. You got to loop through. You got to loop through, and you got to make mistakes. But by learning from those mistakes, and that's the beauty of what I like about writing down a trade plan. I used index cards for years. I love index cards. I have them right here. Um, or Evernote or a spreadsheet or a notebook, whatever tool you use, you write down that plan. Whatever works or doesn't work, you can then review it and then you can learn and grow from that. Now, writing down, hoping that this stock will go up, you know, I don't know if you're going to learn from that plan or not. No, but I mean, from my experience, like when I speak to different traders, uh, a lot of people make plans, a lot of people write plans, but nobody ever sticks to them. So what's the point? So what's the point? Because nobody sticks to them. The plan goes out the window the minute you're on the trade and your heart uh, picks up. Yeah. And that's, you know, a lot of that is experience. Um, you know, I, I, I use this analogy a lot and, and not that I would ever, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of, of the military. I'm a big admirer of the military of, of what they do and, you know, and the heroes that, that are in the military. And, you know, I use the analogy of the, 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 the salty old veteran, you know, the, 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 the guy that's been on three tours to Afghanistan and the, the other guy that just came shipped in for boot camp and they're sitting there on the battlefield. They got the same equipment. They got the same training. They they're seeing the same thing. I mean, they're sitting there next to each other and the, the guy on his third tour, 
is cool as a cucumber and the guy fresh out of boot camp is panicking. You know, they're seeing the same thing. They're doing the same thing. They have all the same training, but there's a lot of it that is just experience. And the more times you write those plans down and the more times you break it and you review your notebook, you review your log, the better you will get. You're not going to nail it day one. But I mean, that's fine. And and sometimes I think, all right, whatever. I might make a plan. Say I make a plan. I d- I don't want to do three tours of Afghanistan. I don't want to be in the jungle. I want to I want to learn how to make a plan that I'm going to stick to now. So, I mean, what tips would you give? What tips would you give me? What tips would you give anyone else to stick to the plan? To, if they had to do it now. Well, I mean, the biggest thing I say is number one, I write it down, and and I I I say this over and over and over again. I used to, again, back when I was getting started trading. One of the reasons I liked about index cards, I would I would write the plan out and I would stick it to my monitor, and it would stare me in the face. And I can tell you, you can feel like a real asshole when you say I was going to stop loss at a dollar, and this stock is at eighty cents, and that index card. You know, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like you see the little animation of like the little devil laughing at you or something where that index card is like, man, you wrote down your stop loss is a dollar. The stock is at 80 cents. What are you doing? And that is the kind of discipline building thing that I think helps over time. No. And I've got to say as well, I mean, every now and then, like I was taking stupid losses. Like I didn't, I didn't show it until a couple of months ago. And boy, did I get into a world of trouble when I first started shorting because it's got to come down. It's got to come down. It's got to come down. And it doesn't come down. And then you, I took a couple of like, but it's weird when you're buying, when you're going long, you, I can cut the loss long because I've learned. But when I short and I couldn't cut the loss high. And for me, every, I thought, right, I'm going to have a $25 max loss. And every time I go over that loss, I'm writing it down in a diary. And every month I want to have less entries into that diary month on month on month. And that's really helped me massively. And I guess you can do the same thing with a plan. How many, t- if I didn't stick with a plan, write it in the diary. Exactly. That that's, uh, I, I love, I love where you went there is, you know, and it, it's kind of what I was getting at. I mean, the more times you break that plan, the more you realize that you do not want to be there again. Um, it's kind of like big losses. Uh, I would love to sit here and say that I've never had a big loss. I would love to sit here and say, that, that you as the listener or you as Steven don't have to have the big loss. But unfortunately, in trading and in a lot of things, you just have to have that pain in order to learn from it and say, I never want to go back there again. And if you made six trades this week, you broke your plan on five out of six of them, that's going to hurt. You know, that, that's, that's going to be, that's going to hurt your, your, maybe not your soul, but it's going to hurt you emotionally and you don't want to go back there. And, and that's really, you know, unfortunately, sometimes that's how humans learn. Uh, the, the one thing that happened to me is, I mean, Tim, I, I, want to, I want to be honest with you for a moment. I want to be truthful. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for you. I, I mean, are you ready? Because I've got something serious to say. Um, I just muted my headphones. So yes, I am ready for you. I mean, this, this is on air, but I just feel like I'm ready to talk about something big. This is on air and I'm just, I'm just ready. I'm just ready. It's been stirring all day. It's been, it's been on my mind and I'm just ready. All right. All right. Lay it on me, brother. All right. I am. I was trading. I was trading today and I was, I left work a bit early and I was trading and I took a loss. 
and and uh, and it hurt. It hurt a lot. But what I want to tell you is the loss was it was two dollars. It was a two dollar loss. Okay. And I was just testing out a new trading account. But you know what it is? It it hurt. It really hurt. And the reason it hurt is because I said I was going to stop out at 107 as I tried out this new trading account. And do you know what? Do you know what I stopped out? I do not. Stopped out at 105, brother. Stepped out at 105. But I didn't plan on that. I didn't plan on it. I let it yep. slip. And I was so pissed off. And then I went and I, I bought a Starbucks. It would, it would be great if the sponsor had the show. <laughs> I went out and I bought a Starbucks. And I thought that Starbucks was three times more expensive than me lost. But it bloody hurt that I broke me plan. And that's why it hurt so much. Well, and I tell you that that's again, back to kind of that, that's what it takes to learn. And I think that is how we can kind of, you know, make, make back to your example of the lion is, I mean, there's, there's many different ways you, you, your plan to get away from the lion was just to run away. Well, what if there's two lions, what if there's two lions, you know, what what if they're, what if the lions are, are now have a plan as well? And and they've got a lion behind you. What do you, what do you do then? You know, this is quite exciting because say there's me and you, and we'll get back to the original example. It's me and it's you, okay? And there's a line, and it's going, same, same situation, just as before. You make a plan, I run away, okay? You may get away as well, but I run away. But the thing is, though, I'm going to face a line again. Yep. And, and next time, I might not be so lucky. That's exactly the point because I'm now, just going to run into another lion. Exactly. You, yep. Yep. The, the trading is like that. You're going to run into a stock. You're every day. Well, not every day. Not every trade. Sometimes now it, it's few and far between. Sometimes you enter a trade and it's just perfect. Everything works perfectly. Okay. The stock you buy it, it goes straight up. You sell and 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 it was it was quote unquote easy, but very very often. These stocks are going to go against you initially. And what are you going to do? How are you going to react to that? Are you going well, to add? A, are you going to double down? You know, what are you going to do in these situations? That's Tim, why you that's need the to, thing. That's the thing, Tim. Not, I've got something else personal to say, <laughs> Tim. I'm tired. I am tired, Tim. I'm tired of running because I'm just running and running and running from these lions. And I'm tired. I am tired of running from these lions. That's and just like chasing, chasing breakouts, brother. You know, it, it gets I'm, tired. I'm, ti- I'm, I'm tired, Tim. I am tired. And I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to stop running, Tim. And maybe, maybe you can tell me how to stop running because my legs are tired. <laughs> I can tell you how. Number one, again, let's kind of tie this all back together. So the biggest thing I want to do is focus on the best stocks. Like we've talked about in previous episodes, all put all of that together. You don't want to trade sideways stocks. You don't want to trade downtrending stocks. Let's avoid all of those. We're going to start out with the strongest stocks of the day with the news, with a catalyst. So you're basically saying when you say don't trade the downtrending stocks, you're saying don't trade the stocks without the catalyst. You're making a plan straight away saying I'm not going to trade anything without a catalyst. I'm Correct. not going to trade anything with a bad long-term chart. That's like saying to me, I'm not going to go to that area because I know there's loads of lines there. 
there you go. Very well, very well put together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So, so there's two elements of a plan and what else, what, what else are you going to say? I'm not going to buy unless there's a, a 20 minute line of, of consolidation or I'm not going to buy unless it's on the breakout level. You're making these rules. Correct. You know, I have, I recommend in day trading, you avoid the middle of the day, you know, that's 11 PM to 2 PM Eastern. So, you know, if you're looking at this stock and maybe it ran early and now it's going sideways through the middle of the day, one of your rules might be avoiding midday trading and waiting, forcing yourself. So that's my plan. Actually today, uh, the day we're recording, I've got two or three stocks on my watch, but I'm determined to wait till 2 p.m. Eastern. We're, yeah. we're recording this at about 1 p.m. My plan is I don't touch, I don't care if that stock hits my target. I don't care what it does. My plan is to wait till power hour, wait till the late day push. No, and, and I mean, if you can tell me that I can stop running, if you can tell me that I can rest my weary legs, because I feel a bit like Forrest Gump. Um, but if you can tell me that if I make these plans, then I'm going to have a bit of respite. I'm going to have a bit of, rest then maybe it's something i can do because i recognize that and especially for new traders the best advice i can ever give is be super 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 strict and have many plans and say mm-hmm. not gonna i'm only gonna buy between three and four and nine thirty and ten because yep. all that stuff between ten and three it's like you need to get used to for me i think you get used to between three and four get used to one setup and just play it again and again and again and mm-hmm. don't do anything else and don't do anything else until you think ah oh, i know another setup that might work and then do that setup as well. Because yeah, everyone tries you, everything and fails. Yep, yep. And, and, you, and you need to lose on some shorts and you need to lose on some breakouts. You know, you need to learn what works for you and what works in the current market environment. But the beauty of writing everything down is, I like to call it, it's almost like my personal algorithm. I mean, we're not algorithmic traders, but you think about a computer making trading decisions, uh, you know, the HFTs or the algos, you know, it's just software, And that's exactly what those you hear or read about these HFTs and these algos making billions of dollars. It's because it's a machine. It just says, if this happens, I buy. If this doesn't happen, I don't buy. If I buy and the stock does this, I stop out, et cetera, et cetera. That plan, that index card, that Evernote, whatever you use is my personal algorithm. And it makes the decisions for me because I know I will get emotional once I'm in the trade. I mean, I can talk yeah. about if the lion comes out, I'll do this, I'll do that, blah, 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 whatever. But once I step out into that prairie, not the jungle, by the way, once I step out in that prairie and that lion's looking at me, I need that plan to say, this is what you do. Because I don't care. I've been in this for 10 years. I still get emotional in trades. But that trade plan tells me what to do. And when I've rehearsed it, rehearsed it, wrote it down, that lion steps out, I know what to do. Yeah, I mean, a good plan for a lion would just to be like, I'm just going to give him some lion food, like whatever they eat. I mean, that could be the plan. <laughs> I, th- I think they, 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 they probably... They, they, <laughs> I've watched enough like movies through the years. I think they like British colonists, actually. So I think that's what lions like to eat. So one of the great things, Stephen, is, you know, uh, you know in Stocks to Trade Pro, the, the mentorship program built onto Stocks to Trade platform, I mean, every day you see me live each morning, each afternoon, writing these plans down, discussing these plans. You see my screen. Um, I actually use Evernote for this. So, so all of the members of, of STT Pro can actually see my plans. And the nice thing is you can then kind of 
take that plan, whether, you know, I don't recommend using it yourself. You should always have your own plan, but you can kind of take that and use it as a case example or, or, or a case study, have you see what that trade did, see if it was the right approach or if it worked or if it didn't. And then that helps you just like if you're doing math problems, obviously when you learn to add and subtract you know, you're doing simulated addition and subtraction models and you can see my trade plans live and kind of turn those into your own. But I think the important thing as well is though, it's not, it's not about following your trade plans. It's about, and this is what Tim Sykes once said to me, it's about understanding the process that you must have went through to formulate that plan and going through the same process yourself. Exactly. And that's why I like to talk through it live. And I think that's the value is you can see, you know, whether or not you trade that exact stock. And that's the beauty of, uh, again, what we do in STT Pro is everything's recorded, archived. You can watch something from six months ago and apply that today. The ticker will be different, but the idea is the same. You're looking at all these things we talk about. You're making a rational, well thought out decision and you're repeating that over and over again. And but, I mean, uh, Tim, you're a successful trader and you've been successful for years. I mean, it sounds like a lot of work making a plan. I mean, why don't I just follow your plan? Well, that's never, you know, you got to be a free thinker. You got to be able to do it yourself. That, and that's not sustainable long-term. You know, I, I love what I do at Stocks to Trade Pro. I plan on doing it for, you know, 80 years. My goal is to live to be 120 but, you know, at some point, you need to venture out on your own and you need to take these skills. And at some point, you need to graduate and, and, and create your own trade. So you never follow anybody. You learn just like you learned how to add and subtract from your math teacher. But you're not going to go back to that third grade classroom every time you need to add and subtract. You need to become self-sufficient at some point. Okay, well, I've got a good question for you. And I think it, it can kind of bring things. It, it, it's the crux of everything we've talked about. And there's no lying in this, but there should be, but I don't know how to tie it in. But if you have a plan, does that make you a successful trader? No, but yeah, it, it is one of the, it. it is one of the foundational skills that you have to have. Um, I feel that I, I say this all the time. You hear me say it every day. They say 90% of traders fail. I say 90% of the 90% that fail don't have a plan. They show up unprepared. They buy random stocks. They chase stocks. They get tips from who knows where. And that is why 90% of the 90% fail. If you don't have a foundation to be able to create a logical and well thought out trade plan, then you're building, you know, you're, you're building a, 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 a structure on top of a foundation of, of wet sand. Okay. okay. You can build, you can do whatever you want with this structure, but ultimately if you don't have a good foundation, that structure is going to fail. I want to, I want to go a bit deep on you here, Tim. I want to go deep, deep, deep down. I'm going to go so deep with this question. We're going to feel like we're in Australia, Australia. How I about thought you this? were from Australia. No, no, I was I used to be in Australia. I used to live in Australia, but oh, I just thought it, all of these weird accents. I thought were I thought you all of you guys were the same. But anyway, uh, just while just while you were talking there, I, I dug deep. I dug my hand deep through the, the the Earth's core, and I pulled a question out from Australia. It was so deep, and the question is: in the abyss of market chaos, 
in an abyss of a, a chaotic world where thousands of people are having thousands of emotions, making thousands of decisions, and everything is completely random, how can you plan for something in a chaotic, random mess of a world that is trading? How can you plan for anything in that chaotic mess? Well, again, trading is chaos for sure. But that's why you, number one, you control for what could go wrong initially. That's the biggest thing. And I think that's what so many traders overlook. Just like you said, you let your stop slip and it frustrated you. The only thing you can control is your loss. And you start there. That's the first thing you do with the trade. And if you do that over and over, you repeat that process, you will get better at it. And success will come as long as you control your losses. You don't take you know, excessive losses. You can grind and grind, learn and learn. And ultimately, that's what it takes to be a consistently profitable trader. Yeah. Now, and I just wanted to add, I read a cool book. Um, and what I, what I, the answer to the question that somebody else gave that I was saying, the, the, how, how, how do you plan in a, in a chaotic world of the market? And, and how can you plan? And the answer is because the market's predictable because ultimately human emotion never changes. Yep. Uh, human emotion is always the same and people always make the same mistakes. They always fail. So maybe if you plan to manage your emotions better and you keep that diary, you step away from the people who are making the same emotional decisions that are predictable. You know, that, that's a great, you know, nobody wants to do that review. Nobody wants to look internal. And that's again, why so many traders fail. If you can take that journal and say, I did it again, I did it again. Eventually you're, you're going to get to the point where you're like, I'm sick of making these same mistakes. So by having all those notes, by reviewing them daily or weekly, that's how you get better. Just like whether it be an athletic endeavor or a business endeavor, you review, you review, you review. The, you know, wh- why is Tom Brady and the New England Patriots so good at what they do? They watch film over and over and over again. They prepare, they prepare, they prepare. Are other teams preparing? Yes, but I mean, you can Google it. You can do all the research. Nobody prepares like Belichick and Brady and the Patriots do, and that's why they're successful. Okay, so say, for example, say I make a plan, right? And say my plan is to bet on stocks going down. So I'm going to short them. So my plan is I'm going to wait for stock to go up three consecutive green days. And it's got to at least double its value. It's got to go from two to four, two to five, two to six. And then I'm going to wait for it to have its first red day. And I'll look for a spike. And if it spikes into its previous day high, I'm going to short that. And then if it goes above the high, I'll cut it at 1%. But more than likely, quite often, it's going to come all the way back down because all of these penny stocks are junk. Is, is that a plan? Is that, that a good is, plan? And that is beautiful. And I love that because what you just did there took you about, what, 20 seconds to, 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 to enunciate, to, to detail, to write down. That is exactly what I look for. And when in Stocks to Trade Pro, I review trade plans exactly like that. And if you emailed me a plan like that, I would be like, Stephen, well done. That is exactly I, what we're looking for. But then I should be a successful mofo if, if I stick to that plan. Would I be a successful mofo trader if I stuck to that plan? Well, again, there's a lot of variables, but the more you stick Pretty to a plan though. like that, the more likely you hood you are to succeed, yes. So does this mean that we have just cracked trading? Does, have I just revealed the secret to being successful in trading? Have we just uncovered the uncoverable? 
Well, if you, I tell you what, if you do exactly what you just did and you wait for that trade and you don't, you know, keep in mind, you might only get one of those a week. You might only get one of those a month. But if you stick to that exact plan, your odds of success are very high. So let's just not add this episode, Tim. Let's just, I will fly to meet you and we'll just stick to this plan. We'll put all money together. And we'll not even share this with any of the listeners. We'll, we'll just do it. We'll be Actually, I tell you what, let, let's do this instead. You <laughs> <just> are, <laughs> from, from now until season two, you are only going to trade that exact setup. No! And let's see where you are. No! Yeah, no! exactly. You won't do it. You won't do it. No, yeah. oh, no don't make us do that. Yeah, because no! I, just const- I, I just constrained what you could do. What the only hell? one setup and you don't want to do what that. So we'll come back no! in season two. And you'll be whining about letting your stop slip and making all these mistakes because you didn't stick to that one setup. Okay, Tim. Tim, I'll tell you what. Do you want, do you want to do it? This is mentalness. This is mentalness. I mean, shall I do it? Do you, is this your advice as a teacher? Is this your advice as the salty old veteran? Is this your advice to uncover the uncoverable, to crack the uncrackable, to to unimag- to imagine that I, I've run out of references? But is this well, is this the the secret? Is this the new secret of trading? Well, again, it's, it's being disciplined and it's being it's sticking to the setup that works for you. And if that example you gave has worked for you consistently because you've looked at your journal, that is the key to trading. I mean, you'll see that a million times. Overtrading is what burns so many traders because they don't want to sit around and wait for that exact setup. They get bored. They get antsy. They see somebody else entering a trade. They see somebody else posting profits. And then they don't stick to their core setup. A lot of trading is not trading. But honestly, Tim, it is though. Like when I see a stock up a few days off, I see a stock up a lot on rubbish news. And you see a double top and it's around 11 o'clock. You just think, I'm just going to short this. And worst, if you short a high day, worst, you lose 1%. And then at best, you make 4 5 6% when you cover half your position. And you might even make more the next day. That it's is mental. great. That, that, we- that, is, that, that is a trade plan. And again, let's see how, if you, can be, if you can be disciplined and stick to just that, I love your odds of success, brother. All right, Tim. We have cracked trading and we're going to be successful millionaires from now on. But, all right, Tim, I'm going to make a commitment on this show right now. I will only short overextended stocks and I'm not going long. I'm not going to go long. I'm going to stick to this plan until when. Give me a date and we'll see if I'm, it's till when. So this episode will be released probably, I think we're scheduled for around late September to October. Let's, let's, let's call this like Halloween. The Halloween episode will be if Steven sticks to his trade plan. Okay. So, I mean, see, this is, this is episode five. Let's, I will stick to the plan for the next month. Okay. Perfect. And then Perfect. we'll go sit. Let's cause it will go 30 days. So I am on day one now of 30 days, which is cool because we're recording at the end of the month. It's, we're coming into the first of the month. Yep. So I will do this plan for 30 days. Okay. I will only short overextended stocks at high of day. If the break, I'll cut them. And you're going to document this so that we can review these trades as well. So yeah, we're going to do it it on the podcast. Yep. Yep. You're going to write your, you're going to write your trade plan down and we're going to go over that and we're going to see if you can actually stick to it. Me personally, I think you'll stick to it for about three days, but we'll, but, okay, but we'll see you if what. you can get, if you can do it for 30 days. 
I'll, I'll do it for 30 days and I'll probably have a green. And, and Tim, we'll be in Orlando. We'll be in Orlando. So make a forfeit or something. There we I'll, go. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm going to stick to this plan. Tim, I'm committed. I'm committed. So actually, I, you know, I kind of like this discussion. I think we've kind of gone over the importance of the plan, you know, why it's important, why discipline is important. And then I actually managed, ironically, over this, this short period of time, I, t- I took Stephen from believing in the secret into believing in the importance of a plan. And now he's on a, a 30-day journey to actually see if he can be disciplined enough to stick to that course. I'm going to stick to the plan. And, and if I do... I, my new name will be the Lion Slayer. <laughs> I like it. All right. I will be Stephen the Lion Slayer because I would have slayed them down lions with this plan. Hey, everybody. Stephen Johnson here. Don't forget to head over to our website, steadytrade.com. You can register and fill out a survey for today's episode. And normally, surveys are boring. But for you, you get the chance to win a greedy little bastard package. And hang on a second. If none of you go and register, maybe that greedy little bastard package can be mine. Ugh, never mind. Forget. Forget what I said. Go to the website. Give some feedback. Tell us that I'm great. Tell us that I suck. Tell me that I'm terrible at this and I should never do it again and I should not be on YouTube either. And I should just go back to my normal job in advertising. But fill out the survey, you'll stand a chance of winning the prize. And take a look at my YouTube videos. You will not believe how handsome I actually am. Girls and guys, whatever. Hi, this is Nathan from San Jose, California. And I like to drive into work while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast until I fired my boss and made myself my own. You too can register to win real actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com, and make steady trading a real-time gig. If you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating. Write a glowing review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in the Silicon Valley. See you next time.